Welcome back to Insert Coins. I am Mike Engelhardt. This is episode 24. It is November 23rd. Thank you so much for tuning into the show again today. If you're a returning listener, I appreciate all the support. If you're new here, we're a gaming podcast dedicated to the world of gaming from the perspective of somebody who still works in gaming. That's me. I'm actually still working tonight, waiting for a build to finish before I can close out the day and thought I'd pop on and do a quick Series X impressions to compare Microsoft's new system from Sony's PS5, which I gave my impressions on last week. As always, if you're new here, please consider hitting subscribe on your favorite podcasting app channel or available on Apple, Google, any of your favorite podcast sites. I appreciate the support. And I have to say, last week, if you listened to the episode, and if you haven't, please do. And hopefully you got your PS5 in a much easier fashion than I did. This week, or I guess it was last week as well, I didn't have any drama getting my Series X. It came to my home. It came to my address. They buzzed up. I had to go down and meet him at the front door. I don't know why it happens. Sometimes I don't know why Kerr guy can't just wheel it to the front door. It's kind of silly, but anyways, uh, wheel it to my condo, I mean. But I got it without any problem, so that was good. That's step one, because should never have to go through what I went through last week to get a any delivery. It doesn't matter if it's a video game system or groceries or whatever the case may be. So check there. We got that out of the way. It's not really on Microsoft, but hey, it was a good start to the experience. Unboxed it. Pretty simple packaging, pretty simple system. I mean, it's a big black box. I really had wished that Microsoft had made the green in the vents glow. It would have been a small touch. And with how cheap LED lighting and everything is these days, you think that would have been a simple thing to do. And it would have given the console some life when it was turned on. But it's just a big black box and it kind of disappears when you put it in your entertainment cabinet. It blends in to the surroundings. You don't really even notice it's there, which is completely opposite to the PlayStation 5 that just stands out. So I have to say, I, I got to give Sony the props. I think they have a better looking system at the end of the day. So Microsoft, it, you know, it's not a bad looking system. It's just nothing inspiring at the end of the day. One downfall of the Series X, they put the power brick inside the system this year. So it means you've got to pull out your entertainment cabinet, fight through the weeds of power wires behind your entertainment system, unplug the brick and the power cable. And maybe you're more organized than me. I do have some clip ties that I've used. I've gotten better at that, but it's, you know, so many electronics and gaming systems and everything. There's a lot of wires back there. And get your new plug and plug it in. Funny enough, I actually thought I had bricked my PS5 because in the midst of doing all that stuff, I'd accidentally unplugged my PS5 and I thought my PS5 was dead. And then I realized, well, maybe I should check and see if it plugged in because I was behind there. And sure enough, I had unplugged the cable to the PS5. So sigh of relief, I did not brick the PS5. I didn't fall down to one of those early technological issues that these things can have. Elsewhere with the hardware, the controller is good. I think it's somewhere in between the Elite 
and last year's controller comfortable same controller has like a gritty finish to it the d-pad is phenomenal they definitely improved the d-pad it's got the share button similar to sony uh, it's located in the middle uh, bottom middle of the controller itself shoulder buttons and the triggers feel good all in all great things so i think the controller is phenomenal and look forward to getting a second one i really want the shock blue it's been hard to uh hard to come by so you get it all set up inside the box you also get this i call it like a hotel door coat hanger and you know you get those little slips in the hotel if people remember what going to a hotel is like because it's been so long obviously you hang it on the door do not disturb or if you're ordering you know breakfast you put it out and hang it on there and they uh, know how to interact with your room so the series x comes with this coat hanger and essentially there's a qr code you scan it download the microsoft app for the series x just the xbox app i guess and it will walk you through the steps on the app in terms of setting up your series x now the one thing i think it's great with the series x setup is your series x doesn't need to talk to your xbox one it's all stored on on servers all your information so you go through the setup the app will talk to the system the system has to update a few things but it was super fast super seamless very very easy to do and it didn't need to worry about the xbox one i'd argue it took me longer to wipe my xbox one and do a factory reset and i did that because i'm actually as i mentioned i don't know if i mentioned last week but i'm donating my xbox one and playstation 4 to a couple of uh, uh places here in the lower mainland that could appreciate that and i will say to everybody out there just in the time we're in and how tough it's been for everybody if you're not a collector and if you can afford not to sell your old stuff uh try to find a local charity group home hospital a place that will take your old systems nothing better than giving away your old video game stuff to people that can use it and knowing that they're going to get you know endless entertainment out of it and i'm really looking forward to uh, uh, donating those through december into the christmas season and helping out some good causes so i factory reset of the xbox one arguably took me a little bit longer than setting up the series x and then when you get into the series x it's interesting like i will say well one other thing the the button the power button on the series x flimsy i wish it had a more premium feel it's basic it feels plasticky again you're spending big money i just expect that to feel better and it feels cheap and so small gripe i know not a big deal mike just the power button but you know, you're entitled to that opinion so that's how i feel about that so you get into the the system itself and what you notice right away is it's, it's very familiar the dashboard is the same as the xbox one which is not a bad thing because last week i was on here groaning and griping about well sony hit this here and i can't find that and where do i go to do this and i can't even power down the system with microsoft when i got in i knew exactly what i had to do now the menus were much faster very easy to whip around also wanted to test the loading times because the series x is supposed to be phenomenal with loading so I downloaded a couple of old Xbox One games, um, Wreckfest, game by Bugbear, which has had atrocious load times on the Xbox One. The main load was about one third of the time, and then loading into races in game was in seconds. Phenomenal loading speed. I've seen a few videos too of uh, Grand Theft Auto V and how fast that game loads in. And to be honest, that's going to give you some life into some old Xbox One games 
that maybe you dance around because you know the loading time might cut into the actual time that you have to play a game before you gotta head out and run an errand or get to work whatever the case may be so it may bring other games back into play and like have a quick race of wreckfest for me and so that changed my perspective so i thought that was very interesting you choose what to add similar to sony although sony there's a communication thing between the systems is kind of how I don't know exactly what was going on there, but there was a link up between the systems. Series X, it's like you're done, and now you just choose what to add from your library based on on what's there in your, your games folder when you actually get on the system. So you're in, you're moving around, you're trying things, you're looking at things, and it's familiar. And compared to last week, you think that would be a good thing because I wasn't lost. The user experience was familiar. I knew how everything worked. But there was just something about it that felt lackluster. And again, I think it's this, when you're an early adopter of new technology, you're looking for some of that flash, for some of that flair, for something that stands out. And it just didn't wasn't there on the Series X compared to the PlayStation 5. And I know that sounds odd based on the position I took last week, but it was just was sort of hindsight looking at everything. And when I compare those two now, I think I prefer what I went through on the PlayStation 5 because it was new. And even though I stumbled and I couldn't find things, there was something about that that was, it had value to it. It felt fresh. It felt interesting. It felt different. And the Series X just didn't didn't have that same fanfare for me. So that's interesting. And I feel very split on it because, man, I was frustrated trying to find stuff on my PlayStation 5. And I didn't read the manual. I'm just trying to sort it out on my own. And Series X, I everything where everything was, but I was kind of disappointed. So it's interesting. I think I wish, even if Microsoft had just had some, again, if they had the the, maybe having the green glow would have helped with that. An interesting animation when when the system boots up would help with that. But it was just very simple. So just food for thought. Not a big deal at the end of the day. But again, I think it's that you're excited you got this thing. And then it's just like, okay, there it is. <clears throat> it's what you know. It's familiar. It's all there. You've seen it all. So um, anyways, I'm not sure how other people feel. But that was uh, Sony's early experience. And I would say is better than the Series X. Despite the UX challenges. Some other challenges I had was going into the store. The other thing was it was hard to figure out what was, like where are the Series X games? Now they do use a small tag on a game to say optimize for Series X and Series S, but it wasn't evident at first. I actually didn't see it. And I was looking for like, even under new games, like where are the Series X games? Because similar to the PlayStation 5, you go into the PSN store, there's PS5, PS4 games. It's very evident. It's right in front of you. And when you enter that PS5 store page, and even though there's not a lot of games in it, it's like, this is the place that I bought to be in. Now, you can find that on the Series X, but it's buried in the filters. And so that just feels like a bad user experience and, and not people didn't think about this sort of how do we want to make 
somebody feel when they have a new system. And it would have been as simple as creating a Series X page. So here are all the games built for your new system or optimized for your new system. So that was a bit of a disappointment as well. Again, stores very snappy, everything loads very fast. That stuff's all good. But the that initial experience just was missing on the Microsoft side. And I know they've been called a tech company for years, and this might be one of the one of the reasons why is that just that early experience is always a bit kind of sterile and not exciting. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the system, I played Sniper Elite at 60 frames a second. It was awesome. There's going to be some great experiences on it. I'll have more thoughts on the Falconeer. I have been playing that. Not great out of the box, I'm going to be quite honest, despite how beautiful it looks. Just not living up to the gameplay expectation. But overall, I'd say the Series X experience was easy, seamless, but lacking any real shine. Sony's looking back, a bit tedious, slow, new, had some shine, some frustration, but it felt like I was in a new place. So. Comparing the impressions between the two, I'd say Sony had a better first-time user experience, more from the emotional and the satisfaction I went through with it. And it still feels special today turning it on. And Series X, it's like I'm turning on a more powerful, way more powerful Xbox One. And it's probably going to take some software to bring that to life. But that's the feeling between the two. Right now, turning on my PlayStation 5 a little bit more than my Series X. But both systems are good. I'm happy I have both. I'm curious which system you think is winning the early worlds. I'll throw a poll up on my Twitter account later on. You guys can vote and tell me. Sony or Microsoft winning the early battle here between the two systems. A lot of differing opinions out there. It all depends on where you line up. I'm going to give that edge and early impressions to Sony. Would love to know your thoughts. As always, you can email me, insertcoinstalk at gmail.com. As I just mentioned, you can send me a message over on Twitter at the Big Win Mike. If you don't have a system right now, I hope you're getting one soon. I know stock have been coming in and out, but they've been hard to get their hands on. And if you do have one or both of the systems, I hope you're having a ton of fun playing it as we get into the dark days of winter here and the snow and the cold starts to settle in. But next gen is here. There's lots to come. Wish we had way more games than we do right now, but that will come with time. It, it does feel like a very small library at launch, but I feel very fortunate to have both, and I look forward to spending some more hours on them in the weeks to come. And again, if you have any old video game systems out there, and you're not playing them, and you can part ways with it, there are tons and tons of needy organizations that can use those systems and... Um, whether it's children's hospitals or things like that, if it's just collecting dust, consider finding a local charity this holiday season and let's help out some people that could use some fun and some distraction from something we all love and enjoy, which is video games. And that's going to do it for episode 24. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. If you haven't already, please consider hitting the subscribe button on your favorite podcasting app 
so you don't miss any of the upcoming exciting episodes here on Insert Coins. If you have any feedback on the show, you can reach us at insertcoinstalk at gmail.com or hit me up over on the world of Twitter at the Big Win Mike is my handle over there. We will have a special guest on the next episode of Insert Coins, Cowie Rosa from Gameworthy, who is a solo game developer. He does it all, programming, design, artwork, will be joining us to talk about his adventure through the trials and tribulations of being a solo developer in the mobile games industry. I worked with Cowie back in the day at Hothead Games, and he made the choice to kind of go on his own and see if he can make a world of that. He's come close to success a few times, so we'll have him on, talk about how that venture is going. So if you're considering a solo venture in the mobile games industry, we'll get some insight from Cowie and help you guys inform the decision that you're going to make. Until then, stay healthy. Hope everybody is doing well out there with what's going on in the world. Stay safe. Hope your families and friends and everybody is doing okay. And until next time, happy gaming, everybody.